0: Wishing you all a super warm welcome to Connecting with Purpose, where we connect with winners and thought leaders from multiple sectors to provide you with a 360-degree view on purpose. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Our purpose, to inspire you to unlock your potential and optimize your performance and impact.
1: Well, hi, everyone. We're here talking to the co-founders and friends of Purpose Fused, We've got Mark Griffin and Neil Turnham. Thank you guys so much for being here. And we're excited to hear about what you're up to. Thank you very
2: much.
1: At this point, what's your vision for Purpose Fused? And how are you, um, like, what are you thinking of as um, that success looks like?
0: um, Yeah, I mean, I think the vision, quite simply, is a a better world with purpose and, and that we do our part to get there um and and I suppose therefore success to us um, would be us inspiring and empowering as many leaders and organizations and individuals uh, as possible uh, to live a purpose um, and just be the best version they can possibly be for themselves, for each other and for the, the greater good of, of society at large. And if we can do our part to achieve that, um, that would be ticking the success box and few steps closer to probably our intangible vision.
1: Yeah so I'm glad you pointed out it's both the individuals but also the organizations that can really benefit so much from you know what you guys bring to the table.
2: Yeah I think that you know from my point of view I was quite keen that we weren't one of these consultancy firms or whatever and 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 if I'm honest the way I used to operate you know you go in you execute a transactional piece of work and then you you know, you're done, you leave. It's it's over to the team. Whereas, you know, I think that if I reflect on it, it might have been good to sort of operate as a as, as a partner for a longer period of time. And that's what we've sort of inbuilt into what we're doing. You know, we want to operate as purpose partners for a, you know a cross of however long. You know, it's it's we, we we're part of the extended team. We just happen to specialise around purpose and 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 all the interventions which we're. You know, which we've created together. So that's 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 an important um, aspect of how we're going to do things.
1: Got it. So speaking of how you're going to do things, you started this on April Fools. Um, but what are you doing to bring it to life?
0: <laughs> I think
1: it's fair to say that something that
0: something that we do in the transform phase is probably somewhat unique if you compare this to anyone else that's involved with purpose. For the most part, you you consultants that. Uh, do purpose-driven strategy and agencies that do purpose-driven brands and so on and so forth, we're 100% vested in the people part of purpose, right? So the intersection between people, purpose and performance. And so in that transform phase, it's coaching, um, it's learning and development, um, it's one-on-one executive coaching to a small group facilitated check-ins to a series of modules that we pull off the shelf based on what a company wants to achieve, what outcomes they want to achieve, and how we can help consistently take different levels of people in the organization through a process um, that we tailor for them but so that the language and the experience um, and the outcomes are consistent across the board because sharing purpose is the way it actually gets embedded not just putting it on a piece of paper and stick it on the toilet um, or maybe not on the toilet but on the wall of the toilet but Um, which is a bit better than on the toilet itself, but nevertheless, you have to share it, and to share it in similar language, people to be going through a similar process and tackling some of the same challenges. And so a lot of the transformational work happens um, at a people level with how we support the the different groups of people through that change in that last phase.
1: Got it. So it sounds like it gets really embedded within the organization. And again, like the way people are operating as, as individuals um, on a daily basis, how they're living their life, living with purpose, working with purpose. And then it infuses within the organization.
0: Yeah, I mean, like Neil said, we call it living with purpose. Because ultimately, you know, your work is, is part of your life and it's a big, big part of your life, right? Um, so, yes, how do you collaborate? Um, how do you contribute? How do you lead? How do you focus and what do you focus on that really matters? Um, how do you go through change? Like how does purpose help you with all of those things um, that, we, that we work for with, with, with leaders and individuals? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you talked about COVID being a bit of a um, trigger for you to come up with this. Um, And do you think that now is a special time um, on the heels of COVID or basically partway through it still, um, that uh, organizations are even more hungry or in need of um, this kind of service?
2: I think there's a, um, a strong degree of reflection going on, actually, at the moment. Um, The number of conversations I'm having with people around, well, are we going back into the office or are we doing this hybrid working? And actually, do I really want to go back to the same job? You know, the recruitment market seems pretty hot, at least in the UK it is at the moment, um, which is throwing up, you know, people to think, well, you know, what do I want to do and who do I want to align myself with? And, you know, how true am I to myself if I go and do that job with that company? so I think that whilst whilst sort of the whole COVID thing brought it into focus for us to kind of begin this, I think, um, you know, it's always it's always been there. But right now, there are some fairly unique things going on, which means that people are actually just thinking really deeply about themselves and their why, you know, and, 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 and whether or not that is what they want to spend their time doing. Um, yeah, and I'd, I'd say... Um, you know, I think
0: that even, I think it was back in 2016, EY wrote an article about um, the public discourse around purpose. At that point, so in 2016, was, had gone up exponentially since 1994 and was more in 2016 than public discourse around sustainability, right? So purpose has become this kind of thing that's become a bit more front and centre, but we can thank primarily the marketing world for that, right? It's been about purpose-driven brands and, um, and, and ESG and, and tried before that and still now with CSR and, and how do companies bring these things to life. Um, what's changed, and I think what's put accelerated what a need that was already there and probably amplified it as well, is the people part of that, which is where we live. Um, and that is, how does an employer support its people in living with purpose every day? How does it truly fill its people up and and want them to be the absolute ultimate version of themselves? Because that is ultimately the only way you can sustain peak performance. If people are being the best version of themselves, individually, collectively, with the right people doing the right things that they all care about, they're all passionate about, and they're using their skills towards, quite simply, that's how you achieve performance. And that part of it is what COVID's really brought to life because of reflection, people really looking in the mirror, and, and actually leaders now starting to think, things are opening up and the way ultimately we're going to differentiate ourselves is, is through talent, retaining the best talent, attracting the best talent. So our responsibility is to support these people and being the ultimate version of themselves. How can we do that?
1: Sounds like a, a great way to set yourself up for success as an organization, but also your people. So um, you guys have talked about your, you know, yourselves and how you brought this to life and I'm sure there's a bigger extension of yourself. So can you tell us a bit about your team?
0: Yeah, we've got this one brilliant person called Shauna. Um, <laughs> who's uh, based in the based in Golden, Colorado. Um, who's, yeah, who's, joined so I,
2: our, who's joined our organization without actually meeting people face-to-face. Yeah, which is Everybody,
0: probably... We're, we're, we're yeah, on it. Yeah, we're we're pretty, living pretty, it. Pretty typical. Pretty typical. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm sure you know, actually, one of the things I'm most excited about is... Um, is the team. Um, we've just got a, a brilliant team. Um, there's eight of us. Um, everyone runs their own um, runs their own businesses. Neil and I are full-time here. Everyone else runs their own businesses that are 100% complementary to what we're doing here. Um, I personally have known the members of the team for 140 years, um, and the team has got 210 years of professional experience. So for a small team, it's a ton of experience. I know it's aging us. Wow.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah and, and you know i think for me um what's if you're going to set something up because you really care about it the first thing you want to do is you need a team and you want to you want the right people and you want to work with people you want to work with right and so um it's not completely coincidental that four of the eight um, and the people i've known for over 30 years um who i it, it trust implicitly um, complete transparency like we've got everything you need for team cohesion we know each other inside now and, and so it's just a question of um, now bringing all of our separate areas of professional expertise which essentially are a 360 degree perspective on purpose from strategy and marketing to coaching and people and leadership um, from corporate side from the non-profit side um, and, and bringing that all together around client projects where we can offer a really engaging dynamic um, experience it's quite unique to what people would be used to um, bringing in people to truly partner with them on helping them through, you know, a purpose driven transformation. So yeah, the team's um, the team is just something I'm really excited about.
1: That's fantastic. So the team's helping you bring it to life. And you're also, I I heard a little bit of a rumor that you're going to have a podcast releasing soon and it's called uh, connecting with purpose, right?
0: The first one um, is with Kevin Roberts, who's the former, Worldwide CEO and chairman of Saatchi and um, He's had an incredible career. He's been purpose-driven really since, you know, very early age. He did his own personal purpose statement when he was 14. Um, got hired as an international brand manager when he was 19 off the back of a conversation in a pub. Um, having left school, you know, got kicked out of school and not gone to university, uh, but had all the, the skills and the drive and the ambition um, to apply that into the business world, and um, and he's just been a hundred percent sort of inspirational force since then. Um, so it was an incredible conversation. Really enjoyed it. Really engaging. And um, and we've got uh, so Kevin's will be launched um, the the last week of May, um, okay. and we've got some other brilliant ones teed up. Um, we we've, we've got we've got musicians. We've got people from the military. Um, we're trying what we're trying to do is is. Bring create a completely 360-degree view on purpose from all different sectors because it's a little bit boring looking at everything through one lens all the time. How do we lead with purpose? How do we lead with purpose? How do we lead with purpose? It's like, how many people can we talk to about that? So looking at how people live with purpose from all sorts of different perspectives enables you to learn things and get inspiration from things that you can apply in your own life or in business setting. And that's why we're really excited about connecting with purpose.
1: Yeah, and so, but in it, you're going to talk quite a bit about your uh, purpose fused formula. Is that right? And you, I, I hear there's a bit of a uh, quick fire questions in each episode. So, can you tell us a little bit about that uh, formula? If it's a secret sauce, or, or do the we just have to tune in to find out?
2: <laughs> the secret, the secret sauce. Yeah. So our um our purpose fused formula, um, is purpose equaling passion. So what you love, what you're good at, what dreams you have, what you care about, plus application. So what do you do with that? What can you do that? What can you do to get paid? Um, Plus your impact. So passion, application, impact. Impact on me, we and the world. So that is the secret formula. So we're going to be firing that question at everybody that we interview to give us their secret source, and then hopefully with the richness of guests that we've got from different sectors, different you know different walks of life, um, and like Mark says, you know we, we, we want to keep it as um, as interesting as possible with lots of um, lots of people from diverse backgrounds really, um, right. and that's what keeps it interesting. Everyone's got something to say, and if you're really listening, you're going to learn something from every one of them. So that's what we're uh, that's what we're doing.
0: Yeah, and I'd say what I'd say um, on the Purpose piece formula is we say, you know, passion plus application plus impact. But the way we unpack it with people is we always start with passion because that's that's the driver you've got to have, right? And explain what that is. Then we jump over to impact. So it's like, if these are the things you're really passionate about and you really care about, well, how do you want to impact the world? How do you want to impact yourself? How do you want to impact the people closest to you? How do you impact the world and society at large? And then the last piece is to come back to the application, because you've got to tie together the intersection between the things you're passionate about and really good at and you care about have meaning for you with the impact that can have on the world and say, all right, so what are the different ways I can actually apply that? And that that could be complete career change. Um, It could just be career crafting and just changing a few things a day, two or three things a day that you change in conjunction with your team members that enable you to bring that purpose to life and what you're doing now and give it more meaning. so yeah, we're just trying to simplify something that that's a really quite deep discovery process um, and passion, application, and impact in three pieces to it.
1: Yeah. It's it's I love how you talked about that about simplifying it and I think that you know it it's something that is such a unifying force and yet it's so unique for each person and so I love how you're going to have the podcast to really bring that that out. It's a again it's like this unifying philosophy and going to that. I know one of you. I want to know which one came up with the philosophy of uh, live it to give it. Is that right? did I say
0: it correctly? Carlette and our team. Ah,
1: okay. (laughs) Now when I
0: say Carlette, when I, when I say Carlette came up with it, I don't know if Carlette came up with it or, um, she found it from somewhere else as we all do as, as coaches, right. And from reading and research and everything, but, um, Carlette runs a brilliant, um, sports life coaching certification, um, under her company, Patterson Sports Ventures. And, one of the first things, there's two things she teaches you right at the beginning. One is you don't know their story. So you don't know the other person. So your, your whole obligation here is to ask the questions and to, to listen at the absolute ultimate level to truly understand. Um, and the second thing is you've got to live it to give it. As a coach, you can't just talk a great game and then go off and do something completely different. You have to have been through the process yourself. You have to have read all the books yourself. You have to be passionate about this and believe in it and care about it. And talk in that language, and act in that way, and model what you are working through um, with your clients. And so, um, live it to give it something. I've just kind of used um, it's, it, you know, it's uh, it's something that she's she incubated throughout her her coaching yeah. curriculum, and um, and I think it's a philosophy, you know, for all of us to to take to heart when we're trying to take a leadership role and, and support people to be the best they can be. Yeah.
1: I think it's such a great um, point to authenticity and how, you know, effectiveness as a coach when you're working with people, I think really ramps up when it really does come from an authentic place because um, then you can really infuse what you, to your point, what you're living um, and, and use that with others. So that's a, that's a great point. And then there's something else that I've heard you both talk about, and it's a magic moment. And I think is, I don't know if that's a bit of a magic moment of when you have this aha of when um, you kind of clicks. Because I think, Neil, you were saying earlier that you didn't always have purpose as your North Star. But over time, it's really become more clear to you. So I'm going to stick with you, Neil. Tell us what your magic moment is or was. Was it?
2: one moment but it was the same thing multiple times right watching my dad from the sidelines play football he was playing i was watching and i was probably six or seven and i used to go every week and uh i used to go in the changing rooms and in the bar and like have our dinner there and stuff and um yeah, actually, to be honest, you're probably right. That's probably a bigger magic moment than getting a job. So
0: the challenge on that then <laughs> is yeah. what made it magic? And if you had to give it a name,
2: what would you call it? What made it magic? Uh, yeah. What made it magic was actually, um, in a funny sort of way, I was the focus of attention because it was just me there, right? Um but also, what made it magic was I was watching my hero play football, even if he wasn't that good. <laughs> a bit like someone else. And then, um, if I had to give it a name, probably love.
0: That's brilliant. See, I knew it was worth challenging awesome. you on that.
1: That's awesome. Brilliant. You know, we're going to turn the tables on you. All right, Mark, you're I'm up. I'm looking
2: forward to that, Shauna.
1: Yeah. <laughs> here
2: we go yes. here we go oh, tons of magic moments Mark can point oh. to if somebody, he's forgotten there's,
0: there's somebody at the door um, there's somebody at the door um, no I'm just joking um, yeah no i you know, I, I've, I've, on the philosophy of living to give it I've been through this quite a lot of times I've done it a lot myself and it's funny how new things come up um, so I've got some I've talked about millions of times of things that inspired me to ultimately set up play the USA the previous thing and probably the COVID moment last year. I was thinking about the disfuse and bringing that to life. But one relatively new one that I haven't talked about, which no one would think would be a magic moment, and I don't know if I'll be able to get through it, actually, um, was um, when my my son was born. But it wasn't a magic moment in the way you would think it would be, which is, you know, everybody you think has these views on, you know, the the birthing experience. And it's going to be really tough for the mum and, potentially quite brutal, and but then out comes this incredible gift. Um, And unfortunately, our incredible gift came out not breathing, and he wasn't breathing for 90 seconds. And we were told an hour and a bit after he was born that he was going to have brain damage. And this is a tough thing to show for people to hear. Um, And that was not a magic moment at the time. What was, was the, the remainder of that week uh, he got flown to a hospital when he was in the, in the NICU. And what I think is magic about it was at the end of the week, um, when the doctor came through to us, Dr. Randolph came through to us uh, with a big smile on his face, and he said, Hudson's got through all his tests, and he's completely fine. He's completely fine. And he gave us a hug, and me and Bobby and Dr. Randolph all hugged each other, and we were jumping up and down and just crying, and, you know, it was... It was and that was a true magic moment. But what made it magic was the whole week of how we had to be his driving force. We had to be 100% focused on him. Nothing else mattered in the world. I didn't even look at my phone for five days. People didn't know he even existed. Um, and everything was about him, being positive there for him, holding his finger, talking to him, smiling at him. Whatever we could do to try to give some positivity to him to fight through what he had to fight through, which is, unbelievable what he had to fight through that's what made it so magic I mean, every 100% focus on all mattered which was on, which was on him and, um, and so if I had to give that a name I've never done this one before as you can tell um, and I did get through it without crying which I'm quite proud about um, if I had what to happened? give it a name if I, if I call it, um, it me up. <laughs> i call it Miracle Kid yeah
1: absolutely Wow. That's a, that's one yeah. hell of a magic moment. It and was it's a ma- class. I, it,
2: was a, it was a magic moment from where we were sat as well. Actually,
1: exactly.
2: you know, we got, we got a good tight group of friends and um, you know, there's thousands of miles in between, but um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was still a magic moment for us looking on, you know.
1: Incredible. Earlier when we were talking, I said something about um, purpose being unifying and I think that the magic moments, as you guys were both just talking about, it's this unifying thing that in in a way it was just about you and Hudson and Bobby in that moment, but at the same time, it actually like infused <laughs> into, you know, so many other people. And so I think that's like such an, an important part about purpose and the impact that it can have is it really can like shoot out and you know maximize impact on yeah. others.
0: 100% and I, and I think that's why that it's not something that you can just tick a box on or something you can take lightly and you come up with a purpose statement that's wishy-washy and it's like well, what's the point like that's just a piece of that's a few words on a page it needs to be something that's meaningful inspirational memorable something that translates into act that you can translate into action which is why we have that formula right um and and I and I think that's the that's the key with it. Like it it needs to be something that inspires you and inspires others and does good in the world. Um, and then it's a unifying force, right? It can't just be about you. It's got to be about how you interface with others and in, impact others positively. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So when you when you think about like who do you want to work with or who what companies are right for this type of work, can you give us an idea of what that looks like?
0: yeah, I think we can both answer this. Um, I'll just start with saying we're sector agnostic because obviously any organization is going to benefit from from this. Um, realistically, given our our size, for um, the holistic work that Neil was talking about where we go through the three phases of the Spire Collaborate and transform, we'd be talking about smaller to medium-sized enterprises, probably up to about twelve hundred people, because we've got the resources and the technology that we can actually impact. The entire organization holistically and know that over a period of time we're going to get them to where they need to be so not the massive massive companies um but the massive massive companies we can do slices of what we do we can do a lot of work on of purpose with um, with teams and emerging leaders um we can do work with companies on just the aspire phase which is their organizational purpose and their leadership uh, intersection of individual purpose with organizational purpose um so we can apply essentially our, our program to anyone but if we ha- if we were going to have a focus it would be those smaller to medium-sized enterprises um, and, and I think um, the other area of focus for us probably honestly is just where our relationships are you know um, I've got lots of relationships in the sports sort of setting so we might do work with sports and organizations um, and, um, and Neil you've, you've, you've got your own relationships as well but what's showing. What's showing up for us kind of in the uk at the moment Neil, and where do you think we're going to end up who, who will we be working with over there anything
2: yeah similar i mean i don't think that there's any <clears throat> any particular sector i mean i did 10 years in the media sector and we're talking to people in insurance so, so so i don't think there's there's any particular sort of theme as far as that's concerned but one thing that's probably worth mentioning is that in tandem with talking about organizations and and you know teams and individual leaders you know, there's also the fact that the Live With Purpose model and curriculum parts of it, particularly around, you know, one-to-one um, coaching, is, is that's, that's as applicable to individuals as it is to organisations and employees. So there's plenty of aspects of that which are immediately transferable and aspects of the curriculum which are, you know, things which we can introduce um, if it's appropriate. To, to, to sort of think through if it's a purpose-driven um, piece of work and I'm working with someone right now and actually it's about them. Um, you know, so I think that we can take it in, into different settings, but the golden thread is purpose. And I think the deployment of it, you know, the model of that is the ACT where, and, and specifically live with purpose when working with organisations. But that isn't to say that it isn't applicable. I mean, we've been talking about ourselves there with our magic moments and our, yeah. you know, passion plus application plus impact secret sources recipes um yeah. so you know but but by the same token it's highly relevant and and in my work as a coach over the last few years you know it's difficult to separate and it's even more difficult to separate i'm sat at home and i've been for the last year and a bit so you can't just kind of switch on work mode the minute i come through that door so yeah. you know it's it's it, it is it's more holistic than that i think generally speaking but I think also <clears throat> to
0: look at the question or to look at the answer differently, right, in terms of looking at different organisations and different sectors and everything else, when we say we're sector agnostic and there's slices of what we can do in any size organisation, the reality is organisations are just groups of people, right, that are all, hopefully are working towards shared objectives um, and even better with a shared purpose. Um, but so it comes down to people and it comes down to relationships. So the, the way we start off when we sort of I'm trying to have a conversation about who might work with us is say well, well let's put it let's put it on the person we're talking about so are you somebody that genuinely cares about your people if you're an organization leader because we're obviously genuinely talking to organization leaders so do you genuinely care about your people do you really want to fill them up to be the best version of themselves do you really believe in creating an environment of ongoing learning and development and challenging people to support each other and being the best version of themselves do you care about retaining your talent? Do you want to reduce your attrition rate? Do you want to attract the next generation of passionate, um, you know, visionary young people that can contribute so much to your organization? And do you look back on the last 12 months of all in the challenge of the COVID with through a lens of um, optimism and say, all right, we need to quickly prepare for growth and compete for this talent? And how can we take everything we've learned and how can we listen to everything our employees are saying based on all the challenges they've had to go through and make this a better place for them by them bringing their purpose to work? That's the conversation. That's with a person. And it kind of doesn't matter where they work as long as they believe in those things because we know we can work with them to drive that change in their organization. And that's how we're looking at it. Yeah,
1: that's great. I love the thought of... Whether you're a person or, you know, an individual or an organization, you can have that like purpose fused stamp of going through the process and learning that. And then again, like really impacting those around you to get the results that you need, you know, on a daily basis.